0: Welcome to Episode 7 of Special Situation Investing, where we value and summarize current stock investments. Today is February 5th, 2022, and we'll be covering Post Holdings spinoff of Bellring Brands. I don't have a quote of the day for Episode 7, but I would like to restate the mission of this podcast. In short, I'm a busy person with a day job who also happens to love investing. I spend my Saturday afternoons combing through SEC filings for obscure microcap liquidations and rights offerings, just like any other red-blooded American man, right? I mean, hey, there is a reason my wife married me. No, in all seriousness, I wanted a podcast just like this for my own use. And when I couldn't find one, I just made it myself. What I hope the podcast accomplishes for you is simply this. It's the end of a busy week and you notice that Company X is spinning off Company Y next quarter. You think to yourself, I wish I understood the basics of what's going on here, so I could decide if it's worth further investigation, but because the Special Situation podcast doesn't exist, I now have to, I now have to plow through eight hours of earnings conference call transcripts and hit up the Edgar website. In other words, not all investments reviewed on the show will be home runs, but they will, hopefully, inform you quickly and allow you to either dive in on your own and do your own work or take a pass on what is at best an average return, all without having wasted hours reading through SEC filings when you'd rather be at your kid's baseball game. Okay, with that non-standard introduction, we move on to today's discussion at hand. Post is a package goods holding company operating in the center of the store, refrigerated food service, food ingredient, and convenient nutrition food categories. Post's consumer brands include Post Food, Mom Brands Company, Weedabix North America, and the RTE cereal Operations of Treehouse Foods, Inc., along with the Peter Pan Nut Butters brand. Under food service, the company also owns MFI, Willamette Egg Farms, Bob Evans Farms, Hennesing Foods, and Allmark Foods, under refrigerated retail, the company also holds EggBeaters brand. Soon to be spun out, Bellring brands, historically referred to as Active Nutrition, provides products in the convenient nutrition category, including ready-to-drink protein shakes, other ready-to-drink beverages, powders, and nutrition bars. For premium nutrition from Premium Nutrition Company LLC, to Diamatize Enterprises, Power Bar, and GMBH. Post Holdings is a $6.6 billion market cap company trading at 12.5 times sales. Post itself is a 2012 spinoff of RauCorp Holding. Post stock began trading in 2012 at around $30 a share and has since traded up to its current $106 share price. L-Ring brands, once fully controlled by Posts, ipo would in October of 2019 with 34.3 million shares trading at $14 a share. Within one month of the IPO, Post offered 30 million additional shares of Class A stock between $16 and $19 a share. Post offered an option for another 4.5 million shares to underwriters at the IPO price. Today, 38.97 million shares trade publicly at around $23 per share. As it stands, Post owns 71.2% of Bell Ring, with the remaining 28.8% of the company trading publicly. In 2021, Post announced its intention to distribute at least 80.1% of its Bell Ring holdings. To its Post shareholders. This distribution will include at least 80.1% of Bellring's shares and an as-yet-to-be-determined cash distribution, leaving Post with no more than 14.2% ownership interest in Bellring. Legacy owners of Bellring common stock, that's the 28.8% that's trading today, will preserve their current 28.8% ownership of the company thus preserving their interest. Post explanation of the Bellring spin-off is complex and difficult to dissect but I'll do my best to clarify it now with the following summary. First, Post will create Bellring Distribution LLC or New Bellring, a newly formed holding company to facilitate the spin-off transaction. Post will then distribute all of its share of Bellring Class B common stock, all of its Bellring Brands LLC units, and cash to New Bellring, the corporation that they just created, in exchange for all of the then outstanding equity of New Bellring and its indebtedness. This would be called the New Bellring separation. New Bellring will then convert into a Delaware corporation, and Post will distribute at least 80.1% of its shares of new Bellring common stock to Post shareholders in a pro rata distribution, an exchange offer, or a combination of both, depending on market conditions. Following the distribution of new Bellring common stock to Post shareholders, the Bellring distribution, Bellring Merger Subcorporation, a wholly-owned subsidiary of New Bellring, will merge with and into Bellring, the Bellring merger, with Bellring as the surviving corporation and a wholly-owned subsidiary of New Bellring. Again, I know that's complicated. Essentially, the parent company creating a shell company, putting their ownership into the shell company, divvying that up into shares distributing 80%-ish of those shares to their current shareholders, merging those shares they created with the existing 20-some-odd percent of Bellring that trades publicly, and that's how they facilitate the spinoff. All right. Pursuant to the Bellring merger, each outstanding share of Bellring Class A common stock will be converted into shares of new Bellring common stock plus a to-be-determined amount of cash per share. The exact amount of cash will be determined based on several factors, including the amount of new bell ring indebtedness to be issued. At the completion of the transaction, Post expects to own no more than 14.2% of new Bellring common stock. Post shareholders will own at least 57% of new bell ring common stock, this due to the distribution that Post gave them, And, as mentioned previously, legacy Bellring shareholders will retain their current 28.8% ownership of Bellring Company. Post expects to use the new Bellring indebtedness and shares of new Bellring common stock to repay creditors of Post. Completion of the separation is anticipated to occur in the first calendar quarter of 2022. Based on the current market price of the free trading Bellring stock, Post's 71.2% stake is worth about $2.3 billion. This based on the fact that a 28.2% stake in the company currently trades publicly at $942 million, implying a $3.2 billion valuation for the whole business. Post's intention to distribute 80.1% of its stake in the spinoff which would equate to about $1.86 billion, with Post retaining the near $400 million remaining stake in Bellring. For Post, the distribution of 80.1% of its 71.2% stake in Bellring won't raise any capital for the parent company. The shares will simply be distributed to shareholders for them to sell or hold as they deem fit. Whatever debt is assumed by Bellring however, will benefit Post, as the money borrowed by Bellring will go straight to debt reduction of the parent. The remaining 14.2% of Bellring, owned by Post, could raise capital for the parent, either by retaining the stock and receiving a dividend, or by selling the shares into the open market over some period of time. Bellring could reasonably operate with $1.5 billion in debt against its $3.2 billion implied market cap. This given the fact that the parent Post operates with a total debt of approximately $7 billion against a market cap of just under $7 billion. Because Post has a vested interest in the future of Bellring, they probably won't load the company with that much debt. After all, the debt normally raised by by a company raises capital to fund or improve that business, where in the case of the debt uh, is paying off where in that case the debt is paying off liabilities of the parent company and as such is not directly beneficial to the spin-off. It's impossible to calculate the precise effect of debt reduction for any company, especially when the amount of debt repayment is unknown, but the value of the company that reduced its debt, it's safe to say, should increase. A second boost to the value of Post stock could come from the remaining interest it has in Bellring. Again, it could either sell the shares slowly into the market, sell the shares to Bellring if Bellring wished to pursue a share repurchase, or could simply allow the market to add in the value of Post's 14.2% stake in the spinoff to Post shares. Post's share in Bellring is more easily valued by the market when it holds a limited and liquid share in the spinoff rather than when it holds an illiquid and large share of the spinoff as it does today. Either way, the value of Post's remaining share in Bellring after the spinoff distribution would equate to around $450 million at today's $23 per share price. Management at both Post and Bellring listed the following as one of the many reasons for the spinoff. They state that Bellring will have an increased control of its capital structure, along with increased liquidity. Based on my calculations, total shares in Bellring will increase from its current 38970000 to 135312500 during the 4 Feb. 2022 quarterly earnings call, Paul Rode reaffirmed that Post's distribution of its interest in Bell Ring remains on track. We expect approximately $400 million of cash will be distributed to Bell Ring's stockholders, including Post. He further stated that, as a result, we expect net debt of Bell Ring will increase to an amount not to exceed four times adjusted EBITDA. More details will be provided in the coming week. Bell Ring reported $220 million in 2021 EBITDA. So, Mr. Rhodes is indicating Bell Ring will not exceed $880 million in debt. With Bell Ring's long-term debt sitting at $480 million, they have the ability to take on an additional $400 million without exceeding the $880 million cap, which may be where the number used to fund the cash distribution to post shareholders came from. The first part of Mr. Rhodes' statement indicates an approximate $4.14 per share cash distribution for each share of post-common stock. Post's 71.2% share in Bellring amounts to an implied $96,342,000. 500 shares of new Bell Ring common stock, which divided by a 400 million distribution comes out to be the $4.14 per share distribution. With post shares now trading around $104 per share, this is about a 4% cash payout per post share. Regarding the Bell Ring share spinoff, I expect a near one-to-one distribution of Bell Ring stock to Post shareholders. With 65 million shares of Post outstanding, and Post expecting to distribute 80% of its 96 million Bell Ring shares, or about 76 million Bellring shares, a near one-to-one distribution of Bell Ring shares to Post shareholders makes sense. Add it all up, and you get a $23 Bell Ring share, along with a $4.14 cash distribution, or $27.14 total for each $104 post share you own. If it plays out that way over the next quarter, it won't be a bad return for investors. Now, because several key details haven't been announced, and because there is more to analyze on this spinoff, this will be our first two-part series. Expect at least one more episode covering post holdings before we move on to another company. With that, we come to the end of episode seven, and I do hope you're finding value in these short summaries of current stock market investments.